This is Charlie's Kitchen. I'm on a trek to become a better home chef, and I'm here to share my experiences with you. I'm testing out cookbooks and learning new things, and each week I'll share with you what's on my menu. From wild successes to disastrous failures, you'll hear it all. So get ready and welcome to Charlie's Kitchen. Welcome back to another episode of Charlie's Kitchen. I'm your host, Lindsay Nelson, and today we are taking a look at the last recipe of this week, shrimp linguine fra diavolo with outrageous garlic bread. All right. Now I have to admit, uh, I am recording this a few days late. <laughs> uh, usually I try to get it done within a day, uh, at least, uh, of a... Uh, of cooking, but uh, this is <laughs> Monday, so we're clear into next week, and uh, it's been a few days, but I'll do my best. I left uh, quite a few notes uh, on this, so <laughs> let's see how this goes. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's get started with the garlic bread. <laughs> this is called outrageous garlic bread, and and boy is it ever! It uh, basically what you do here is you you have a, a big old baguette, um, or I ended up with a, a two pack of smaller baguettes from, uh, from the grocery store. And then you make like this cheesy garlicky butter mixture that you smear all over the top. And then, uh, then you bake it for, uh, several minutes. Was it, I think 10, maybe oh, five to seven minutes. I did mine a little bit longer, uh, cause it wasn't getting quite as brown and crispy as I liked. Um, so I, I ended up turning on the broiler at the end, really get that, uh, that bubbly, crispy golden brown. So, <laughs> all right. So this is another one, uh, another one of those recipes where, uh, I didn't quite have everything right. <laughs> uh, this was, so this, since this is the, the end of the week, um, uh, somehow I had used up all of my lemons, um, and th this recipe calls to, for mixing into that that garlic mixture. It, it it calls for two teaspoons of grated lemon zest, uh, but I, did, I didn't have any lemons left. But what I did have was limes, and I thought, well. It's a citrus kick. Might as well try it. Uh, I didn't quite put in two teaspoons because that seemed uh, like it'd be too much. Um, and I don't even know if I could have got that off of the, the two limes that I had. Uh, so I did like the zest off of maybe half of a lime. It was probably half a teaspoon, maybe a teaspoon total of zest. But uh, yeah, I ended up putting that in there anyway because I figured, you know, it's a little bit of zing. Uh, just a little extra kick of something in there that, you know, maybe that was the, the key to its greatness and I didn't want to miss out. <laughs> so that was a uh, substitution, uh, number one and number two, uh, this probably would have been the place if you're going to use fresh garlic, uh, this would have been the place because it is the star of the show here. So I am, I am disappointed in myself that, uh, that I didn't get, a real head of garlic. Uh, and I just used the, uh, uh, refrigerated minced garlic, uh, that you get. So that was, uh, <laughs> I think that was a, a bit of a mistake. I wish, I wish I'd used the, the fresh garlic. Now on fresh garlic, uh, on that subject, I do have a little bit of a story. There's a, if, if you guys have seen on the food network, uh, the, the guy, oh, what's his name? 
He's got the like the frosted blonde tipped hair. Uh oh, Guy Fieri. Yeah, he hosts the show. Um, I think it's definitely I'm pretty sure it's him. Yeah. It's like what is it what is it even called? Like Guy Fieri's supermarket dash or grocery store showdown. Uh I don't remember what it's called. I haven't seen it in ages. Uh, basically, it's like this, uh, it's like a a kitchen or a cooking, a cook-off show uh, where you're in the supermarket. Uh, I don't even remember the whole premise. I think like there's there's different challenges and then you, you run through the store to get different things, kind of like uh, old-fashioned supermarket sweep. And then you you use the ingredients that you picked out to cook some some dish. <laughs> and uh, I remember this one episode in particular. Uh, there was this the the challenge was uh, that you could only use like canned foods or uh, maybe that was it. Maybe it was only canned foods, um, and you had to create the the best best dish. Uh, uh, that you could with with whatever you picked out, and one of the contestants, um, because she won an advantage during some uh, I don't know some question or something, uh, they gave her the uh, opportunity to go pick out one item from the produce section. You know, like woohoo! You get to use something fresh where everybody else is stuck using canned foods uh, only. And so <laughs> her big thing in cooking is that she loved minced garlic, like, like the prefabs, like what you get in the, uh, you know, the big old tub. <laughs> she loved that stuff and she put it in everything. So she always talked about garlic, garlic, garlic. Um, but the thing is she called it fresh garlic. Like she's like, oh, I just love the smell of fresh garlic, even though it was coming like from a prepackaged container, not from a fresh head of garlic. Anyway, so <laughs> she went, uh, they're like, okay, you've got 30 seconds or whatever to pick out your, your one item from produce. She went straight to like the packaged garlic in, I mean, it is in the produce section. Uh, technically, I guess she went straight for that and brought it back and was like, oh yes, I got to use my fresh garlic. Uh, <laughs> the judges were like, Hold on, <laughs> you had the opportunity here to it, like introduce some some actual fresh, like an actual fresh component, and you went like with one of the only <laughs> prepackaged things in that entire section. Uh, I don't think she won, needless to say. But I just always think of that when when uh, Adam and I when we talk about using that uh, uh, minced minced garlic in the fridge we always say oh is that is that is that calling for fresh garlic yes so <laughs> yes i use uh so let's see this called for for one head of garlic i don't know how much that is i know it's a whole bunch of cloves i think i used a few tablespoons like probably over a quarter cup maybe a third cup i don't know it was a whole bunch <laughs> i wish i'd had real real fresh garlic so that was a shame <laughs> um and let's see Oh, let's talk about baguettes. So yeah, this these are going on um, nice crusty baguettes, I believe she says. <laughs> and uh, I I love baguettes. Well, I love bread in general. Like it it really d- doesn't matter to me what kind of bread. Uh, bread is 
probably one of my all-time favorite food categories or just foods in general. And like if I'm uh, going on uh, a diet or trying to cut certain foods out, I think bread is harder for me to cut out than sugar, which is saying something because I love sugar and I love candy. Uh, but I think bread is is even harder for me to cut out than that. Um, I just love it. And I like one of my favorite snacks uh, is just getting like some French bread and then I, I spread some butter on top and uh, and then put that under the, the broiler in the toaster oven for a few minutes till it gets nice and crispy on top. It's still soft on the bottom. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's what I've been doing recently is I'll just get a get a loaf of French bread every, <laughs> every week. <laughs> it, uh, it doesn't matter if I'm having it with dinner or, or, uh, anything like that or not. Uh, I will have a loaf of French bread and <laughs> I'll eat it for snacks. It's good stuff. Um, but as far as baguettes go, uh, I've had, uh, varying success in the, the, baguettes that I can get from Kroger. Um, they've got like two different kinds of like brand name, um, baguettes. And I can't, I can't remember what they're called. I think one's like La Bria and then the other one, uh, I don't even remember. I just know it, it has like a yellow logo. Um, so those two, um, they're, they're generally good. Uh, if you can get them at the right time, I've had some where it's like, I don't know if it's just if it's been out too long during the day or maybe it's from yesterday, but it's like where they're just so hard and and not not really edible unless you're dunking them in soup. Um, and then for the uh, like store brand, like Kroger brand baguettes, they're it's like not baguette texture at all. Like it's supposed to be so crusty and and have really big air pockets and everything. Um, and the ones that I've had at least within the last year or two, um, it, I mean, it's the texture of white bread, uh, which is disappointing. <laughs> um, the best store-bought baguettes that I have found, um, I mean, at, at like uh, mainstream stores, I guess. I, I don't have a, a local bakery that I go to or anything, and I'm not, I'm not talking about restaurant style. Like uh, if you go to Panera, I think theirs are pretty good. Um, but I'm just talking about a grocery store that maybe you have in your area. Um, Whole Foods, their uh, their store brand baguettes are are the best that that I've found. Um, usually they're they're uh, nice and crusty on the outside with a great texture on the inside, um, and I'm pretty sure they're pretty reasonably priced. It might be two fifty for a baguette. I don't know. I haven't, haven't been in a while cause it's, it's out of my way. Well, not, not really out of my way. I mean, the, the, I only say that cause the, the, the Kroger store that I go to is like, uh, less than a mile from my house. So anything farther than that seems really far away. I'm pretty sure the whole foods is only like two miles, but, uh, I'm spoiled with having my grocery store so close. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if, if you, uh, if you have the chance, um, if you've got one in your area and you're looking for a baguette, I'd, I'd suggest trying out whole foods. Um, cause yeah, the, the ones that I've had from there have been really great. And well, let me, <laughs> while I'm on the subject of bread, let's keep talking good breads. Uh, well, and this is, Actually, this is just more of a disappointment now than anything. 
this is just so a little background here. Um, when I was pregnant with Declan, uh, I guess two years ago now, um, after each prenatal appointment, which happens monthly, uh, most of the time, and then it gets down to, to, uh, uh, every two weeks or weekly. I don't, I don't remember. Um, but after each appointment, I'd stop by Whole Foods and I'd get myself a treat. <laughs> I'm like, woohoo, I did it. I made another month. Um, and what I settled on, what became my, my regular was uh, a fresh croissant. And these croissants came from some bakery in Denver. I believe it's called Fund Hill Bakery. It's Fund Hill or Fund Mill. Uh, I can never remember, but I have the the <laughs> just the image of that first word "fund" um, uh, in, ingrained in my mind because that that was the only part I'd see. And then there's the croissants, and they were big and they were beautiful, flaky, just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful croissants. And uh, I they were like really expensive too. I think it might have been like maybe three or four dollars per croissant but once a month that's a that's a good treat I can get on board with that uh yeah and I take them home and just bake them in the toaster oven for like eight minutes till the outside gets all crispy and the inside's all delicious and gooey well not gooey but you know like soft wonderful oh that was good stuff uh but the disappointment comes this time around. I want to do the same thing. I want that tradition to be real and for me to do it every single time. Uh, but because of um, the pandemic, unfortunately, they're not carrying these croissants anymore um, or any other items from this bakery. So uh, it's really sad. <laughs> so I'm really disappointed. I had a, a checkup today. And we were driving past Whole Foods on the on the way back. And and I was like, I'd asked if we can, you know, oh, do you have time? Can we stop and get something? Um, and then I ended up just driving past because I remembered, nope, they don't have those croissants. It just wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> so I'm really upset about that. Uh, hopefully... Once once this is all over and we're allowed to, you know, they're allowed to set out, pick your own pastry things again. And and ho- hopefully that bakery uh, was able to make it through and uh, and that they'll be back because I I will give them my business. Yep. That is uh, that is for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm sure one of these years I'll try making my own croissants. I'm a little intimidated by it. I know because I know it's a lot of work to go in uh, with all uh, with all that. So I'm, I don't want to put in all the effort and have it like <laughs> turn out disastrous because that's just so sad. Oh, but uh, someday I'll try it. I will. I promise. <laughs> oh, man. OK, well, let's get back to garlic bread. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to take you down that journey because that's. I, it's been on my mind all day since since I didn't get it. <laughs> okay, back to garlic bread. So let's see. Um, f- so yeah, so we have you have your baguette, and then you you make this mixture. 
Oh, yeah. And I, I totally cheated here. Like, I, I t- hardly followed the recipe at all. Um, I think I, I thought I was uh, uh, entitled to that because I wasn't using fresh garlic. Because um, So the first step, which I didn't realize, because I was coming at this uh, at the garlic bread after the uh, the pasta was already well underway. So I thought this would just be something quick that you whip together. Um, I forgot to read ahead, which uh, seems to happen frequently with me. But the first step is you, you cook the garlic in the butter, like you, you simmer it for 20 minutes. I didn't have 20 minutes to wait. So I figured, okay, well, since I'm using this minced garlic, like it's not really fresh garlic, so maybe it doesn't need to cook down as much. I don't know. Uh, I just kind of skipped that. And I think I, I cooked it for about five minutes because that's the extra time that I had. Uh, and then I just moved on. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Yeah. So after you do that, then you, you mix in uh, Parmesan cheese, parsley, uh, lime zest in my case, uh, salt and pepper. Um, oh, and I've learned, I think the conversion from Ina Garten's salt to my salt is about, it's between one half and one third the amount. Uh, Cause yeah, here she says again, one and a half teaspoons of salt. Uh, so I, I think I probably put in half a teaspoon and then taste it and maybe add a little, add it a little more. Um, and then the next part, oh, bef- this is really cool. So before, um, she has used spread on that garlic mixture onto the, this, the bread, um, you do like pre-cuts, <laughs> you go down and you score, uh, score the baguette. Um, so you've already sliced it in half, like horizontally, I guess. So you've got your two open halves and then you score it so that you get like bites or serving size pieces, uh, but you don't cut all the way through because then you can still like transfer the whole thing as a whole. And then when it's time to serve, then people can just rip off uh, as many slices as they want. And then they have their, you know, their little garlic bread there. So I thought that was really cool. And I, uh, I liked that, that method. Um, yeah. So you score it and then you spread all the stuff on top and uh, bake it for a while. <laughs> so five to seven minutes until the toppings are bubbly and starting to brown and the bread is crisp. Uh, like I said, I think I did it for seven minutes, um, but it still wasn't bubbly, crisp, or golden brown. Um, so yeah, I just stuck it under the broiler for, for another minute or two until it started to, to get crispy and nice. Um, and okay, so... Taste wise, it is pretty good. And I think it would have been probably five times better, maybe more, if I had used fresh garlic. <laughs> and probably another two times better if I'd used lemon instead of lime, because it was kind of noticeable. And probably more so on the uh the second and third days of having this. Because I so I cooked up both both of the uh, baguettes that I got. And I mean, they were smaller. So in total, it was probably like a, I don't know, two feet worth of baguette. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had a bunch of leftovers. Um, and yeah, so the first day it was pretty good. And then second and third day, not, not as great. <laughs> so uh, overall, I'd say this is a, a, an interesting take. I, I like where it was going and I, I would try this again with the correct ingredients <laughs> and with fresh garlic, with the lemon zest. Um, and I'm betting that it would come out even better. Uh, so yeah, I'd say 
Uh, if you love garlic bread, if you love bread in general, I'd say give this a try. Uh, don't try and take too many shortcuts because I think that was, uh, uh, it hindered it. Uh, it held it back, I'd say. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's move on to the pasta because I can't believe I've already been going now for almost 20 minutes. <laughs> Just about bread. <laughs> okay, let's see. I got to turn the page. Here we go. All right. Shrimpling, shrimp and linguine fra diavolo. I don't know what that means. Well, I know what shrimp means and I know what linguine is. Uh, turns out I didn't have linguine in the pantry like I thought I did. I had fettuccine. So uh, we used that instead. It's a bit wider of a noodle. Um, but I mean, it's a noodle. So I don't, <laughs> I don't hold much stock in uh, how much, I mean, what specific types of noodles belong where I think a noodles, uh, pretty much a noodle. Um, you know, when it's same brand, same, uh, <laughs> different, the same brand, I imagine same ingredients, just different shape. So uh, it's fine with me, whatever. <laughs> okay. So let's see. Okay. Right off the bat, I was, uh, I was a little concerned about this. So this called again, same as that Gordon Ramsay recipe with the the stupid anchovies and and olives and capers. Uh, this called for a pound of pasta, and from last time I knew that that was way too much uh, for for just us. Um, because I mean, if you look on the pasta package. Uh, you know, it comes in a, a pound package. It says one pound serves eight. <laughs> so yeah, I know that's too much. Um, so this recipe as a whole says that it serves six. Uh, I think that is just an utter lie. <laughs> I don't know who the heck is eating, like who is eating a, a serving and a half of, of pasta. I don't know. It's not me. It's, it's not us. Um, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I even, when I made this, knowing that I didn't want to use the whole pound, I cut it down to maybe three quarters of the pasta uh, to, you know, to kind of match that six serving size. It was still like way too much. So I don't know what, <laughs> what is this? So I, I think next time something calls for a pound of pasta, I'm just going to go ahead and use a half pound uh, like I originally wanted to here. Uh, because man, we had leftovers and leftovers and leftovers of this. We, we ate this for three days and I mean, so we had it for dinner, then I had it for lunch and dinner and then maybe lunch and dinner again the next day. Like it was so much food. Oh, I couldn't believe it. And I mean, I was the only, I ate it those meals in a row. I think Adam skipped out on a couple cause he was just like, I just can't keep eating this. It was just too much. So yeah, it was way, way, way too much food here. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, so let's, let's talk about, let's talk about shrimp. Um, I love shrimp. I love shrimp in most foods. Uh, and I like, I like it in all different ways. I like it, you know, sauteed. I like it here in pasta. I like it in jambalaya, skewers, barbecued, whatever. Uh, Adam likes shrimp one way. <laughs> he likes shrimp, uh, cocktail shrimp. And, uh, 
that is the only way <laughs> that he likes shrimp. I mean, he still eats it other way, other ways, but he's always like, oh, this just isn't the way that shrimp is meant to be eaten. Uh, what he said specifically about this dish, uh, he said that here the shrimp were uh, desecrated. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's he's always kind of sad when I when I put shrimp into into something that's not cocktail shrimp because he thinks I think he thinks about what it could have been. He could have been eating cocktail shrimp instead of shrimp in this dish. And that, that makes him sad. Um, yeah. So I don't know how much I want to get into this. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it came together pretty fast and I, I cheated and I used, um, well, she said you can use either the homemade, uh, Arabiata sauce, Arabiata. Um, so she has homemade Arbiato sauce uh, in this cookbook, or then she suggests a specific brand, um, uh, which I was able to find at uh, at the store. So so that's what I ended up using. I, I didn't go and try and make my own homemade sauce. Um, but yes, I mean, so this recipe is pretty straightforward. I mean, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, you make like toasted panko crumbs to go on top. That was good the first day. Uh, the second and third days, it was just like, I just kind of just wanted to get it over with. <laughs> um, and then let's see, yeah, you cook the shrimp and then add the onion and blah, blah, blah. And then add some wine and stir in the sauce. Um, and yeah, so I felt like this was, uh, not much better if at all better than, uh, my go-to sauce, which is Prego traditional. <laughs> so I think for, uh, for the amount of stuff that went in here, uh, number one, let's sliced red onion, uh, the way that she I don't know if she mentioned it specifically. She just said sliced. Oh, here, see note. Cut the onion in half and then slice crossways to make half rounds. Yeah, so these half rounds. So you end up with like kind of long stringy bits of onion, um, which I'm not a fan of. I mean, sometimes it's okay and it depends in, in the context. But here when it's like getting mixed in with long noodles is it kind of unappealing. I, I didn't really like that. And then... I don't know if this is just like the the variety of red onions that I'm getting, but it's like with, with the red onions, when you cook them, there's like, so you have your onion layer and then there's like a thin film <laughs> between each layer. So you, so you end up, you have your, your stringy, on, stringy onions and then, uh, and then you end up like with these weird, like, <laughs> like, they're like threads almost. I mean, that's what it seems like when you're eating it because you don't know what it is. It's not, you know, it doesn't, it's just weird. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like that one bit. And I don't remember getting that as much with uh, the sweet onions that I usually use, but I seem to be noticing it a lot more with these red onions. So yeah, I am not a fan of that. I would, I would much prefer to just use my regular sweet onions here. Um. Okay. Yeah, so I think all in all, uh, this this recipe is a no go for me. Um, I'd rather use my shrimp elsewhere. I mean, I agree with Adam. I I don't think uh, they belong in this this dish. I'd rather have you know some ground beef or some sausage in there. Um, 
And yeah, way, way, way too much food. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how how many meals of this I had to eat to get through it all. So maybe it was better first day and I'm forgetting after having it so much. But yeah, after three days, I, I don't want any more. I, I don't want to see this recipe again. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I was just, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, with, with pasta and sauce, uh, maybe this, this is just my personal preference, but if I'm going to be making something this huge with, you know, potential for leftovers, uh, pasta leftovers, that is, um, I would keep them separate and not mix the noodles in with the sauce because then when you have leftovers, like the noodles just get extra soggy, it feels like, and then it's much less appealing. So maybe, um, and I do this anyway, just cause I'm, I'm kind of particular about how I like my, my noodles and sauce. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't think I'd stir in the noodles with the sauce, uh, for cooking. I think I do that at the end on a portion size basis. Or, you know, like if I know that that this amount is going to feed everybody, sure, I'll do it. But uh, if there's going to be leftovers, I would keep them separate because I do not like soggy noodles. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think that's enough for this recipe uh, or for these, these recipes. Um, <laughs> that's all for this week. Uh, so stay tuned. We're going to be getting into um, next week's recipes. And this will be, uh, the last week of Ina Garten, <laughs> well, the last week of this cookbook, at least, um, that, uh, uh, that we'll get. So recipes coming up are smashed hamburgers with caramelized onions, uh, served with Emily's English roasted potatoes. Uh, second up is baked cod with garlic and herb Ritz crumbs and sauteed rainbow chard. Then we have baked rigatoni with lamb ragu and a simple salad on the side. Uh, fourth is Brussels sprouts, pizza carbonara. And last up for next week is crispy chicken with lemon orzo and charred carrots. So get ready for those recipes. They'll be coming at you real soon. Thanks for joining me today on Charlie's Kitchen. As always, it's been a pleasure talking with you. 